0: Toledo. Hey Siri. Where is Toledo? Here's Toledo, Belize. Belize? What? (laughs) Unbelievable! Hello, and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23 year old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like rooting anti heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hunter script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And my favorite season finale of any television show is either the finale of season three of Lost, which was called Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. Or the finale of season two of Sherlock, which is called The Reichenbach Fall. Oh, that was a good one, actually. Probably one of my favorite episodes of television of all time, for sure. All the Sherlock finales are actually really good. Mm -hmm. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And I would say my favorite season finale is probably... Season 3 of Battlestar Galactica which is like Crossroads Part 2 because it has the, I think by far the biggest plot twist that any television show has ever done but also Season 2 had a, a nice little The 100-esque one or the series finale of Star Trek which is All Good Things Part 2. That was really good too. Cool. And they were written by the same person now that about it. <laughs> Today we have words to say about episode 222 of Riverdale Brave New World. So, <laughs> What? I just hated it so much. Okay, you know. do it again. <laughs> no, I hated the episode. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. I was upset because I like this is the first time where I don't know about the first time, but it's you one know. of the first times where I'm just like, yes, I read the book. Mm-hmm. I know the story. And it was bad. Completely <laughs> completely irrelevant to yeah, anything the, that happened. It didn't really have anything to do with it. It was basically just like the name so it could be like this is the new world post black hood question mark. Or, I guess, with Hermione as mayor. Yeah, so Brave New World was a 1932 dystopian novel by Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley is a dope name. No, it is. That's why they used it so much in Orphan Black. Aldous Leakey and Huxley Station and stuff like that. Oh, that's where Leakey's name came from. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, Robin. Yeah. Tudor boot. You know what? I'm so sorry because I hate to do this, especially on a season finale. But this episode was a boot. Mm-hmm. Was it a boot for you as well? Yeah, it was a huge boot, but I'm not sorry about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have no qualms about saying this episode blew chunks. Yeah, it was very messy. And we'll talk about that once we like get, get into yeah. it more. What's fun about, about this pod, episode of the pod, though? Uh, we're doing it together in the same room. I'm looking at you right now. I am looking at you right now. She's currently playing with her hair. That she just died pink. Yeah, I gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah. We were fidgety people. Yeah. Yeah. We also watched this episode together, so we were like, we experienced our disappointment at the same time. And glee at literally Mm -hmm. one one moment. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, glee, we had that same moment watching Drag Race when we thought Eureka was going home, and then just intense disappointment when Eureka did not go home. (sighs) I got up. That was such I a got roller coaster. You did. It was such a roller coaster. And then I was like, oh, something's not right. Alas. Go home, Eureka. Go home, Eureka. If Eureka wins this season, I, I will throw I call bull. <laughs> anyway, now that the drag talk is over for <laughs> today. Um, welcome to the season finale. It's been a twenty two long run. Thanks, I hate it. Some of it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked a bunch of it. I liked all the snake parent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I wound up liking Jughead's arc a lot, actually, mm-hmm. which was surprising. Yeah. But everything about Archie and the Lodges and even Ronnie, keep it. Yeah. Don't Just put it away. I don't need it. We're going to do this episode chronologically because, like, what storylines? <laughs> yeah. The, if you tried to separate... I... Yeah. There's too many things going on. Yeah. There's, like, A, B, C, D, E, N, F storylines. Yeah. yeah. But before we get started, uh, we talked a little bit about this in our last episode but if you don't listen to our outro you may not know that we have a patreon which is a service that lets you donate monthly to some of your favorite creators so if we are included in that please consider uh, signing up to do a monthly donation of as low as one dollar it's super super helpful all the money goes back into the podcast and it really 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 means so so much to us so our patreon is patreon.com slash the thank you thank you it's expensive Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Guess we have to actually talk. No, I about really this. don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so our first shot is three of the core four in the graveyard at Jughead's grave. When we were together, like you <laughs> you called it was a dream. It, well, it's just something dumb that this show would do. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was stupid was that it was Jughead's dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was gonna be Betty's dream or mm-hmm. like. Jughead would come to with, like, Betty speaking to him. Yeah. That, that, that I guess, made too much sense. <laughs> um, yeah, that's usually how dreams in shows go, where yeah. it's just, like, the thing that's happening outside influences you, because that's how your brain works. Yeah, instead he was just like, I'm waking up for some reason. Like, like nothing even, like, surprising happened in the dream for him to wake up. No, nope. He mm-hmm. just kind of came to, he was like... <gasps> And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> Literally. What, what is it, boy? What is it? <laughs> what is it? My next note is Archie is stupid because I love how even Jughead dreams in Archie wearing a stupid jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Our Jughead's like, hmm, dude's worn that to a funeral before. Guess it would be relevant for him to do it again. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> and uh, his tombstone what said Pen- Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third on it. Jughead to his friends though. Imagine your tombstone saying Jughead to his friends. Like some some like teenager is gonna walk through that cemetery and go, ha, that guy's name was Jughead. He's stupid. Was his head shaped like a jug? Like, my thing is that like if that had been real, <clears throat> I would have been like, okay. But the fact that Jughead imagined his tombstone to say that doesn't make sense to me. Why? I really feel like Jughead would be like, oh, the intrepid reporter or the, uh, we loved him I didn't even think about that. But Jughead imagined that's what it to say. That's so sad. Like, like, if it had been in real life, it would have been like, FP, what are you, what are you thinking, you idiot? But, but this is what Jughead thought would happen. I don't know. Oh, okay, work. So he's in the hospital, he wakes up, and FP is asleep because he's been there Mm -hmm. all night because he's a good dad. He is a... and he's saying, "Listen, the fight happened anyway, but we did it off-screen. <laughs> so all that cool punching and stuff, nah. you don't get to see any of it." <laughs> and he's like, "Listen, we almost won, but it was like shooting snakes in a barrel." And also, I lied. Fang is, is a lie. Robin how do you feel about this? She's just staring at me almost a little (laughs) unnervingly. I think that what I did in the moment was like the most telling and I'm so glad you were there too. Which is that you punched the air. I, she, she went, yes, the, the leg went out. There was air punching. There was joy. I've been new. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been new about fangs. And the best part is that I didn't just tell you, I told everybody who listens to this podcast last week. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, oh my God. Robin's so smart. They were roommates. Yep. She is so smart. I know. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> why would FP do that? I think that's so until FP didn't lie. Yes, he did. No, the sheriff lied to FP. No, bud. He says, you said that a deputy called you and he goes, I lied. Why? because he won't- wa- I, I thought he said he lied. No, FP lied. And I'm like, FP, you seriously walked into a room of all of Fangs' best friends and told them that he died? Did you see Sweepy's face, you piece of crap? Was that because he wanted to incite a riot? Yeah, or something. I don't know. I don't- he said why, and I- I just don't- hold on a second, let me check. He turned. they were turned up about you and Fangs, even though Fangs, he is- he's alive. Fangs is alive, but I thought a deputy called you and told you he was dead. Yeah, that was a lie. A ploy, you mean, to goad the serpents into fight it. That was a lie oh, that the deputy told him. That was him. a lie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was literally so upset with FP. No. I was like, you seriously told Fangs' best friends that he died? You're, a, you're garbage. Like that I was like, what dyslexic. motive would FP to do that? No, it was Hiram telling oh the deputy God. to lie I feel- to get the serpents to do it. So much better. Well, that just makes a lot more sense for you, doesn't it? To goad the serpents into a fight they couldn't win. All of Riot Night was a Hiram Lodge orchestrated mousetrap. See? Okay, I feel so much better. Okay, great. Okay, well, that's one thing I can check off the list of being garbagey. Okay. Cool. So... He's saying that most trailers were burned, except not ours, though. It's very convenient that the one set that they have of a trailer, they didn't have to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, my point was, like, if you're going to pick trailers to burn and you're the ghoulies, maybe the leader's trailer be the would be one. the first one first that one. you uh, that you take down there. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but... Okay. Okay, work. So he's saying most of the serpent, like the serpents just don't really exist right now because some of the serpents joined the ghoulies. Some of them were arrested. Some of them went into hiding. Some of them left town. And so it's just like not a thing anymore. So basically, they were like, next season, we need to rebuild the serpents with more of our familiar characters. Yeah. And I was like, by the end of the episode, I was like, wow, sure looks like there's still a bunch of serpents, but yeah, you know, right? There were like so many in the end. And I was like, isn't that just the same number they had <laughs> at mid season? Yeah. So now we have this bughead scene and Jughead saying that he's really sorry that he wasn't there. And I was like, you were literally dealing with your own stuff. I'm so sorry, like, why I wasn't are you- there. I was busy trying to save everyone's lives. Yeah so okay um and she's saying that she has to take care of her mom and how she has to personally atone for what Hal did and I'm like what are you talking about and you know what if anyone should know that she doesn't have to it should be her yeah she should know that she doesn't have to do that for Mm -hmm. him and then they're talking about how they're not going to run for student council anymore because that plot line mysteriously had to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Just in case everyone was really worried about the student council elections. Veronica's talking to Fred about his schedule and how uh, her mom is going on a rainbow tour. You did research. the rain- Okay, so like the rainbow tour is what Eva Perón did when they basically like Argentina came back into the world spotlight. She visited a number of countries and like spread goodwill and peace about Argentina to the world. So that's basically like Hermione is going and saying... Look how wonderful I am. Look how wonderful my administration will be. And Veronica says, so then you're going to go right after her and be like, hey, just so you know, also I'm here. And she's garbage. (laughs) She's not garbage. Her husband's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. She tries. Well, sometimes. Fred is saying that a lot of people are saying that the Lodges saved Riverdale. And I'm like, who's saying that? Who's... Who is stupid enough to think that? Actually, most uh, residents of Riverdale, actually. And Veronica says that she won't rest until Fred wins. So I guess she's not resting until season three. Oh, she's going to be so tired. (laughs) She's so tired. And then, once again, oh, by the way, Archie and Veronica aren't running for student council. So, like,
1: who cares? What? what?
0: So Veronica was going to be the president and Archie was her running mate. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, inexplicably, Archie is running, but doesn't have a running mate. Who's Ethel's running mate? We don't know. Like, don't you need a president and a vice president? Like, that's who you're supposed to have. Like, who's Ethel running with? I don't know. And, you know, the first time I watched it, I thought, okay, but, like, when were we told that Archie was running? Like, I'm so confused. No one ever told me that Archie was running. So when they were like, Archie wins, I was like, what? He wasn't even running. And then when we when when we rewatched it today, I was like, okay, well, maybe I missed something. Yeah, Nope. no, we didn't miss anything. Nope. Just it was just like Ronnie was like, I'm pulling out of the race, and I guess Archie was like, well, I'm going to stay in it. Yeah, would be nice to have and seen that her so as a candidate, I guess. Yeah, so it wasn't confusing. Jughead is going to get out of the hospital soon. <sighs> Can Wait, we talk go ahead, about yeah. Jughead's stupid injuries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jughead's beaten to a complete pulp. In, in the last episode. In like, the, like uh, by, like, like the ghoulies like, like thought 20 he people. was dead. Yeah, like, thought he was dead. Like, left him for dead Like, probably got the, like, a complete crack kicked out of every area of his body. And then he wakes up and he has a few, like, bad boy scratches. Like, you know, like, badass scratches. And then, like, one, like, really attractive lip one. And then, like, one that's always high up on the cheekbone for some reason. And then, like, a couple scratches and stuff. His eyes should be, like, swollen, swollen shut he's like my highlight is blood exactly like his mouth should be like trash he should have concussions he should have broken bones Mm -hmm. he was fine and and it's been like a couple days has it even been a couple days I feel like it was like the next day this is lazy I just it was like I don't know what it was because it should realistically they should have shown like Jughead was really injured Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't Jughead gets his hat back and he puts it back on. So you know that like they're ready to go. Here we go. I'm back. And Archie says, we still need your brain. There's another mystery to solve. Do you have an anecdote? I wish I had never tweeted that. (laughs) (laughs) I tweeted that and I said, Scooby-Doo theme plays in the distance. And I haven't seen my notifications in days because the CW Riverdale account retweeted it. And they have a million followers. So So, cool. So I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um... They're saying that there's still another Black Hood. Oh my- Which we've been new, but like that makes- but, but the way they went about it is very confusing and bad. It makes me angry because like I had such a good theory and they should have gone with it and instead they were like oh well it wasn't really another black hood. It was a copycat black hood that the Hiram hired. Maybe that maybe was vaguely related to some things but we're not really sure and yeah. no one really knows. Maybe it was tall boy but maybe it wasn't. Yeah maybe it was the sheriff. Maybe it was Claudius. Who yeah, knows No this one, point? No one knows. And all those dudes with matching jackets? Apparently the costume department just ordered too many of the exact same jacket. Yeah. Cool. So then Um, they're saying that like maybe this other black hood is political like maybe it was Hiram and they're saying like they gotta take him down now because he'll be untouchable after they win the mayorship or if they win the mayorship which they do and they're like oh maybe it's Hiram himself and I'm like as if, but that also would. Yeah, it's, he's not going to do his own manual yeah. labor. It just—it wasn't even his build. I just like that Ronnie knew immediately. Yeah, she's like, no. she's like, he's too lazy for that. I like this Ronnie coming back, like season one Ronnie, who's being like, it was my dad. My dad sucks. Everything about my dad is garbage. Yeah, where's she been? Yeah, I, I'd like to know. So she's saying maybe he hired somebody, and they're like, oh, what if it's a serpent or a ghoulie? And Joe Kid's like, can you freaking lay off? Yeah. Like, do you know how much we've gone through? Maybe a ghoulie shirt, whatever, but like, get off my back. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, Juggy, you look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. And so they're like, oh, maybe it was Sheriff Minetta, which I- This new character that we've that we known for just all of met. five minutes that they decided to pin most of the season on. So Archie has to go and identify Hal. Gross. Cool. Okay. So Cheryl is uh, officially emancipated, which is great. I'm proud of her. She deserved that. And Sierra is helping. I love how Sierra- <laughs> <laughs> They've just been like, Sierra's the only lawyer available. So now she does everything. Um, Riverdale has one lawyer, one restaurant, and two high schools. Mm-hmm. And an entire prison. And its own credit union. And its own credit union. Yep. And no movie theater. Oh, no. They say the, the Bijou. Yeah. They, oh, right. The Bijou. Right. And so many serial killers. Yeah. For one small town. Mm-hmm. A lot of murder. Hmm. So nana rose is now her guard her official guardian and she's kind of nana rose's guardian and that's kind of cute yeah Because it's not like nana rose other. is gonna like stop her from doing anything yeah there's no reason for cheryl to listen yeah and sierra's like okay well i'll send this to your mom and she's like oh i can personally give it to my mom she's literally 20 feet away haha in a barn lol i love that power place so much <laughs> and so she goes up to the barn and hiram is also in there so she hides in a barrel <sighs> The word Hiram makes me want to scream. Mm-hmm. I just hate him. And girl, you don't have time to hide in a barrel. You hide behind the barrels. Yeah, but she has fire red hair. Yeah. They probably would have spotted her. Behind the barrels over... like. If you hide in a barrel, you literally just have to go, like, and, like, look over top of something, and you're like, oh, there she is. If you hide behind, at least you're, like, a little bit blocked. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ugh. I just love the gay drama of it. Mm. She's like, I'm not going to go behind the barrels. Um, Archie is... Archie yelling. Oh, Alice yelling, because it's A. Um, so what Alice, a legend. Alice is yelling. Is she, She's saying, like, I don't know. So there's a bunch of people out on her lawn wanting to, to get... To get into, to to, like, what do they even want? They're jackass bystanders. There are jackass bystanders in such a small town. Well, I mean, considering how crappy that town is, I guess. I'm just like, if it's such a small town, shouldn't Betty like come out and be like, Hey, Charles, get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Or not Charles, because that's her dead brother's name. But like, you know, a random name. Yeah. Get out of here, random name whose name I know. And she's like, do you want to come in and see where he planned his murders, where he ate, where he slept? And Betty's like, whatever, go home. Bye. 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 I just like unhinged Alice a lot. Yeah. She's had a hard season. She has. Like a lot of stuff has happened to her. And I mean, are they acknowledging any of it in this episode? No. Not really. Remember when she and FP had a kid and then the kid died? Uh-huh. They don't. No. No. Remember when Mitch died? Yeah, we oh, talked about almost, it a little bit. A but. little, I guess, but uh, mostly it was overshadowed by everything else. Yeah, an election and and kissing. Yeah, my next note is just random bughead scene. Yes, you don't like this scene. What scene? <laughs> I'm so messed up by this episode. Like, genuinely, I was doing my notes. Like, we were doing our notes together uh-huh. today, and there were scenes at a time where I was literally like, every line that they said, I went, "Uh huh," like. Okay, like that's something we know. Like they're just giving us exposition that we literally just learned about this episode. It's it's like they were really worried that the audience wasn't going to be able to absorb all of the like half-baked ideas that they had. So they made sure to really repeat them. mm -hmm. And the problem was that none of them made sense in the first place. So repeating them just makes you angry. Like I'm trying to think it's like, I feel like, there was a scene between, like, Veronica and Archie or, or something. No, no, no. It was a scene between Veronica and Jughead. Mm-hmm. And Veronica was like, Jughead, here are some facts that you, we literally already know. Like, all, like everyone mm-hmm. in the audience already knows. And Jughead's like, oh, really? Well, here are some facts that we know as well. And it's like, also, none of you have been in the same room for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every scene was, like, 30 seconds long. Yeah. Like, it was just tiny snippets of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it literally was just like puffs of air. And I don't want it to seem like we're that like we're, you know, quitting the show over this or like that we're oh, no, I mean, like they keep watching. I'm just like it's just disappointing. It's disappointing, but I'm like I'm disappointed Oreo or I'm kind of like whatever. Like yeah. Next season we'll bring a whole new plot line that I'm hoping they'll do better on. Yeah. Like whatever. The snake parents didn't kiss this season all season. Oh, that we saw. That we saw. Yeah. I'm not the, honestly, the highlight of the season to me was Alice and FB. Yeah. Yeah. And Cheryl. Mm. Cheryl and Tony. Yeah. Yeah. So Archie's at the sheriff's office and they put the hood on Hal and he's like, yep, he's one of the black hoods. They put the hood on Hal and he's like, yes, even though anyone else could have those exact same colored eyes, Mm -hmm. it's that one. (laughs) Sure. And then he's like, are you literally one of them, sheriff guy? And so the sheriff is like, well, you know what? On the, on riot night, like a lot of people were wearing masks. So it could just be like some random looter. And he's like, they didn't just come to my house to Mm -hmm. loot it. Like they had a gun and like literally tried to kill me and my dad. So what? And the sheriff is like, I don't know. I'm not going to outright deny this. I'm probably just going to implicate myself further with my cagey dialogue. (laughs) and so betty comes over and is telling fred that she's really sorry because for some reason she has to apologize for her own terrible family member i get this though this is one part of the episode that i thought um, rang emotionally true Uh uh-huh is like her feeling responsible and guilty for not seeing the monster that was living with her because you know it was the same thing with chick yeah is like she wanted to believe he was good so she ignored all the warning signs Mm -hmm. i kind of buy it I, I buy her feelings, mm-hmm. but I don't buy that she should have seen it coming because, no. because they didn't even, they didn't put anything in there to make us think he's the Black Hood of no. the beginning. No, no, of course not. Because they didn't know. Yeah. I, I think it's very clear they didn't know. And I think that this episode or, you know, this... A lot of the things that we found to be annoying or bad this season, <laughs> the casual viewer wouldn't notice and probably wouldn't care. No, because I actually asked my sister who's a casual viewer and she was like, that episode was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, well, did you pick up on this? Did you pick up on this? She was like, I had no idea what was going on. And like, she she just binged the whole season. Uh-huh. And like, she had just done, I think the last four. So like, she, everything was fresh in her mind. Uh-huh. And she was like, it was bad. Uh-huh. Like, none of it made sense I still don't know who the Black Hood is. And I was like, did you get the ending? And she was like, yeah, I got it. It was just kind of dumb. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Well, my thing about the ending that I mentioned is that, like, at the end of season one, the stakes were, oh, my God, Fred got shot. We love Fred. Oh, my God, Fred could die. Yeah. And the stakes for next season are oh my god Archie got arrested there's honestly no danger of him dying and we don't even yeah. really like him that much so like I don't care what happens to Archie like Archie's gonna be in jail for five minutes and then like the first five minutes of season three opening will be him getting bailed out yeah being exactly back at home. Like, exactly there's there's no stakes here like you're really gonna try a, like a teenager for murder <laughs> okay <laughs> send him to juvie that's all you can do really to send him to the sisters I guess yeah <laughs> true Maybe then someone will do something about the sisters. Oh, yeah, because they'll be like, hey, there's a straight white male there. Save him. (laughs) It's time to step up and stop the sisters because this man is there. So now we have the scene with Moose and Kevin. I didn't like this. Okay, let me go through what happens and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so Moose is crying and he's saying that all of the riders trashed Midge's locker. And um, I have a theory about this, but I don't know if the... I wouldn't call it a theory, but it's just kind of like me trying to make sense of the timeline, mm-hmm. but I don't think it really matches up because I don't believe that the serpents would trash Midge's locker because she literally just died yeah. and they have respect. Yeah. My question is, did they then trash Midge's locker because Archie told them that Midge's mom is the one who, who shot Fangs? Oh, maybe that. I guess that would kind of make sense. I guess, but like then, if had to reach for it, but I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, he told them, and then the, and then Weatherby immediately kicked them out. So I'm not sure who. So who trashed the locker? Who got into the school to trash? Yeah, because Weatherby came in to stop them all, so the school shouldn't be trashed in the first place. And who has such a small amount of respect for for a teenager that was murdered? Believe the ghoulies yeah to trash all of the lovely notes that people sent it's chill. it's not chill and so they hug and then they kiss thoughts I think it's super super messed up that a woman had to die in order for two dudes to get together mm. like I don't care for any of this I think it's stupid like Mitch just died and now all of a sudden this big romance is happening with Kevin and Moose no a woman had to die for that yeah that's the definition of fridging I mean, I I can't give an exact example because I don't really remember exactly what I'm remembering right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But, like, I feel like I've seen storylines like this before in different things where it's, like, something traumatic happens and then something gay happens and then they go oh, that was, you know, a mistake that I made in in the moment because I was distraught. Yep. Or whatever. So they kind of like will gloss over it again. Yeah. And it's like, if they don't, that's great. But like either way, this relationship happened because like a woman was murdered. Yeah. Gross. That's really gross. And I know that they're trying to be like, it's, it's, it's disappointing just because like, you know, that they're trying to be more diverse and diverse and progressive and stuff, but they, they didn't go about it the right way. And can we just say, I, it's 2018, there's not something overly groundbreaking about two white gay men kissing. Yeah. Like, I know that it's still a big deal, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Modern Family's been around for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone likes Modern Family, so... I think Cheryl and Tony is like miles ahead in terms of like representation and diversity and all those cool things. Why? Because they're both women, mm-hmm. it's interracial relationship, it's a queer relationship... And they're, like, you know, part gang members, ones emancipated, who had, like, homophobic parents. Like, there's just, there's so much going on there. Mm -hmm. And a woman didn't die for them to get together. True. So, that's my thoughts on that. Cool. So... Reggie and Josie are also saying that they are also not on student council anymore. Why do they think we care? (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. Like the mayoral election? Sure. I care about that. Do I care about this random student council election that came out of nowhere for one episode? No. No, I do not. And, and like, what stakes do, does the student election provide? They never even actually told us what the student body president does. Like, that's my thing. About the difference between these elections is just, like, the mayoral election, we've learned, like, what the stances are of each of the candidates, and we know that if Hermione wins, the prison goes forward, and, like, all of these terrible things happen. Hiram is now in power, things are bad. If Fred comes back, like, Keller comes back, like, things will still be good, everything will still be wholesome. But, like, for the student election, I... Could not care less. Like, why should we care who wins a student body, like, presidency when that has never been a factor of the show before? Yeah. Hmm. But, like, are Reggie and Josie a thing? I don't... Because they were sitting real heckin' close together, but, I th- like... I think those two actors just like each other. I think... I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's just a really, a cast that's like really comfortable with each other. Cause like, that's why, I, you know, they kind of had those like little winkety moments like late, like earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But like, I would hope that Josie has better taste than that. Yes, that's my thing. Is yeah. It's just like, and now Reggie has this like revelation where he's like, listen, I'm, you know what, I realized I'm a, a bad, I was doing a bad thing. And I'm like, okay. Like, we didn't see any of your growth, but whatever. And like, if he's like openly talking about like the reason why he's, you know had this revelation had this epiphany Josie's still sitting beside him even though she knows that he will did a gun and tried to shoot somebody and he's back at school instead yeah. of in jail yeah Because he was an underage minor with a weapon who tried and, like, had attempted murder going Mm -hmm. on there. But, no, it's fine. It's chill. He's just back at school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Josie's saying, yeah, like, you know, I should stick to music. And I'm like, I don't really like this sentiment. Josie should do more things. Josie should be more than just music. Josie should be everything. Uh-huh. Josie should have an actual real role. She would have been the perfect student body president. Yeah. She didn't have to be the vice president. Like, that's my thing is it's just like her saying that made me feel like if you have a specialty, you cannot do anything else. You must stick in that one thing that you're good at. Which is nuts because how are you supposed to learn and grow as a person if you stay inside one bubble? Yeah. Impossible. Cool. <laughs> so they're saying, oh, well, and then there was one. So they're thinking that bughead still running but they aren't no they don't know yet and they're like well there is ethel who's running as a third party okay go ahead okay first of all where the hell did ethel come from (laughs) literally ethel was not in this episode ethel was in like four episodes of this season what was the point of bringing ethel back and then or uh, in this episode like talking about her at all ethel still goes to that school despite the fact that she literally sent death threats to kevin it's true okay and then, Josie says she's running as a third-party candidate, and I'm like, is that supposed to be, like, a joke? Because, like, if that's, like, a politics joke, it's funny. But the way it's delivered, I think the writers truly did think that was, like, a hard-hitting joke or a hard-hitting thing, and I'm like, there are no parties in student body elections. It's not like there's Republicans and Democrats and then, like, Ethel is the Jill Stein. That's not how it works. It just, the whole thing just made me angry. I was like, this is stupid. You're wasting my time watching this when I could be seeing anything else. And also, there are are already three parties (laughs) yeah she'd be the fourth party party candidate who's her running mate what's going on like the only thing way that I can make this make sense is it's like the reason why they're bringing Ethel into this is because now that Archie cannot be the president Ethel will be the president and it's like but like I know we sound nitpicky but we have to because we got tiny little things through this whole episode and all of them are supposed to add up to a more more coherent like whole and they didn't. Yeah. So it all just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear why. Because I know how annoying it is to listen to just people rag on an episode yeah, that you enjoyed. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. So like if you do have points about this, please send them to us. And, you know, if we get enough, maybe we'll do like a follow up podcast and talk a little bit about it. Yeah, because I definitely want to hear like, maybe I'm just angry because I, well, because it wasn't well written. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there were things in there that other people enjoyed that I just can't see. Yeah, I mean we got like a third of the way through the episode and we decided we didn't like it Yeah And you know what, that's fair Yeah So if you did like the episode, like Hit us up Let us know, we'd love to hear about it genuinely Three out of four of the good core four are in like the serpent (laughs) room that they hang out in And they're talking about how the school is now overcrowded Overcrowded despite the fact that that room is empty because there's only three serpents left in the whole school (laughs) Because the rest of the serpents have either disappeared or, or aren't at school Yeah But it's overcrowded I know it's supposed to be like a thin excuse that Weatherby's using, but they could have gone with like a, literally anything else. Well, my other thing is it's just like 2.10 is when the serpents came to the school. There have Now not, it's, it's overcrowded. Been. There have not been any new students. No. Since then. So like, why, how is it just overcrowded now? Well, no, the thing is like overcrowded was supposed to always be a thin, flimsy excuse because yeah. they were supposed to scoff at it. I'm just disappointed that Weatherby wasn't more creative. Yeah, honestly. Weatherby. Um, and so they're like, oh, we're supposed to be bused to Seaside High, which is two hours away. Okay, wherever Seaside is, that's where I want to (laughs) be. Well, the thing is, it's just like okay, so there were two high schools in Riverdale, but there is no school in Centerville or Greendale or Greendale. Just there's no school for another two hours apparently, unless they're just like no, they can't come here. I guess that okay, so I definitely want to go live in Seaside then because they don't sound like a bunch of like asses. If we. If the Sabrina thing starts and they have a high school which they absolutely will, I'll be like, "I'm judging you. We're so stupid." What? That's our next podcast. Oh yeah, Sabrina. When is that starting? Like soon. When? I think fall on Netflix. Oh, dope. Well, we'll be podcasting. I don't know if we've said that, but we're going to be podcasting about the Sabrina. Heck, yes. And we'll be doing it on this feed, so. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't have to pay for another one. So, Sweet Pea's like, "Oh, this is the worst. They're blaming us for trashing the school." <laughs> Oh, Sweet Pea. The Jughead's like, what? Oh, man, that's so unfair considering you totally did. <laughs> right. Sweet Pea's like a beautiful, dumb idiot. I love him. Sweet Pea's like, oh, I hate when I get blamed for things that I actually did. <laughs> I hate sucks. when I get caught. Man. God bless his heart. <laughs> my, my note was, blame for trashing. Well, <laughs> well. He's saying we can't even fight anymore because there's nothing to fight for. And... Sweepy's like, I think it's Sweepy. Might have been Tony. I can't remember. It's just like, okay, well, what about everybody who's like literally living at the White Worm? And Jughead's like, what? Mm. I'm very uninformed. I've been in a coma for like four days. Can someone catch me the F up? Cheryl goes up to Veronica in the back bath- bathroom and she's saying, hey, just so you know, your dad is conniving and is uh, chilling with my mom and uncle, question mark, who has no point? How? Has Veronica... Not reacted to the fact that there's a twin. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, they just forgot about Claudius. This is another problem. Okay, I'm gonna keep bringing this up. What was the point of bringing Claudius back if he was not the black hood? I think they just really liked that actor. Either that, or they and were it was just like, like, "That's fair." Like, I wonder if they thought, "Oh, you know what? It shouldn't have been Clifford. Let's bring back Clifford." Yeah, because my thing is at the end. Hiram has this, like, group of five people who he's dealing with. Yeah, his suicide squad. (laughs) Yeah. And his... And Clifford slash Claudius is, like, the drug guy. And it's like, why couldn't Penelope be that? Like, because Penelope has to be obsessed with having a brothel? Yeah, because apparently Penelope is, like, sex crazy or something? Huh? Penelope would be fantastic at being a de- being a dealer. Uh huh. But instead, they gave her the um the sex plot line. I wonder why they did that. Hmm. Sexism? Hmm. Oh yeah. I think. No. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah no. Too bad. So <laughs> it's just too bad. <laughs> So Veronica's like, um, sup, dad? I hear bad things about you. And he's like, what else is new? Daughter? So he's like, oh, yes, well, I'm not going to hide it. I was trying to diversify and become like maybe in the maple business. And she's like, everyone knows that's drugs, you piece of crap. And yeah, like the maple business. I think we as a country have that covered. Yeah. We have a secret vault in Quebec where we keep all our maple. In case mm-hmm. you didn't know that. Sure. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Canadian, so. Well, did you know it was once robbed? No, but that sounds great. Uh, that sounds plausible. There was a documentary on Netflix about it. A cool. bunch of thieves stole $30 million worth of maple syrup and got away with it, and no one knows who did it. Hmm. And now there's such thing as maple syrup lawyers because people <laughs> stole maple syrup <laughs> to create a new job. I support that. But anyway, my point is... Um, Stay away from our business. It's ours. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, America. So Veronica's like, okay, so maybe you hired Claudius to be the black hood? Claudius would never do the dirty work. No. Claudius is like, um, I'm rich too. Why would I do it? Yeah. And so then Veronica's being like, okay, cool. So anyway, keep gambling with your wife's life. Who cares? And Hermione seems to have forgotten her character development from the previous episode literally yeah they completely just skipped over that moment at the table yeah clean your own mess up oh yeah by the way someone died in their house yeah by the way Hermione murdered a person Hermione murdered a person she's and, fine though and she's just chill she's chill she's psychologically she's like, handling it I'm the mayor and I'm smiling at Fred and I am shaking his hand and I'm a murderer I, I mean yeah self-defense yes oh my god oh my god yes But No, I don't think she should be prosecuted for something that was like important. Yeah. And like Hiram said that he covered it up and stuff, but like psychologically. Exactly. Even if I killed somebody, if I killed somebody, even if it would still mess you up. I'd be messed up forever. Dude, I feel like it would mess you up to even fire a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's she's like, she this guy was trying to save not only her but her daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she's back to going, oh, well, you know, like, love that Hiram. Really do trust him. And I'm like, do you guys not (laughs) (laughs) talk to each other when you write episodes? Love Hiram. Yeah. He, you know, five stars for that guy. Ten out of ten review on Yelp. Everyone else is like, no. So they all go to the worm and lots of people are living in there. And Sweet Pea says, we had, like, we had nowhere to go. Or, like, we couldn't afford to, whatever. He said the word we. And I thought, buddy, are you living in the white worm right now? I'm so sad. Yeah. He lost his Xbox. <laughs> what? I just had the most brilliant thought. Tell me, you know where these serpents should live? Uh. With Cheryl. She's got a big old mansion. <laughs> Nana Rose is gonna be like, Who are these men? And she'll be like, Oh, that's my family. And Nana Rose would be like, can I be a serpent? Can I be a serpent? And, and, and Jackhead uh, would be like, yup. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, we, we really do need a grandma, actually. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not a regular grandma. I will not bake you things. And they're like, good, that's not what we want. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Alice, can you bake us, stuff? Yeah, Alice actually, can you do this, baby? Mm-hmm. Just, just some snacks? Yeah. Anything? <laughs> that's what Fred is to them, actually. It's oh. not even Alice. Like, Alice is the baking mom, but Fred is the breakfast dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for literally every main character to just be a serpent, and it could just be the serpent show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Not you, Hiram. Not you, Hiram. <laughs> but, like, this is another thing. It's just, like, Jughead and FP are living in a freaking empty trailer. Yeah, they didn't offer to house like- anyone. Yeah, they're just like, hey, guys, have fun living in- at the worm. <laughs> Bye. So does FP know about this? Like, That's- is that what was established? That's the next question. Does FP know? But then later... FP's like drinking and Jughead's like, why didn't you tell me? So maybe in a drunken super, he was just kind of like, mm, don't care about any of this. Yeah. They're like, Betty, you should come back to school. And she's like, nah. And she's like, Archie, like, do you hate my dad for what he did? Because I hate him. Okay. But why didn't Archie answer? Yeah. Like Archie should be like, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I super hate him actually. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. I yeah. do. Since when are you drinking again, dad? Oh, I'm celebrating the fact that I'm no longer Hiram Lodge's busboy. He fired me from pops today. He's cleaning house, getting rid of the stragglers he's a bastard yeah who cares we have work to do why'd you lie to me you told me the serpents don't exist they're at the white worm and they need our help no what they need is cut is to cut bait get out while they still can so yeah he lied he knew about the white worm so he was like if i detach myself from them they will eventually run away yeah I guess and it's so. like they're not kids yeah so he's like let's go to toledo and i'm like how well has that worked out for you so far where's toledo hey siri where is toledo Here's Toledo, Belize. Belize? What? (laughs) Unbelievable! It's a frick. (laughs) Well, frick, they should go to Toledo. There's no frickin' way. Siri, is there more than one one Toledo? Toledo, Ohio. You made me Google is there more than one tomato because you opened your big (laughs) little mouth. Toledo, Spain. Toledo, Ohio. (laughs) Oh well, I don't want to go to Ohio. They should go to Belize. Unbelievable. I am sick of being. Okay, then go a little bit down the beach. And by the way, we're in Belize. It says it right on my hat. Unbelievable. We got that at a garage sale. Yes, but it was just a mile away. So he's like, also, I already told your mom that we were coming. And I'm like, stop talking to her. You have a different girlfriend. Remember in season one when we thought we'd eventually meet her and Jellybean? (sighs) I don't want to meet her. I'll take Jellybean though. I want to know who she is. Okay, but I want him to stay away from her. He has a new girlfriend. I want her to be her own woman. I want her to too, and she can have a relationship with Jughead, but not FP. She should date Hermione <gasps> yeah. or Mary. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Or Fred. Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Everybody's just trading significant others now. Okay, but that would be really funny. I mean, like, Bughead already share a sibling. Yeah. Why not just make it super weird? Mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly, that would make Juggy and Archie so happy. <laughs> yeah, they would. FP would be like, <laughs> you're supposed to be my best friend, but K. Okay. So he's like, no, I can't abandon my friends and everything. And he- And FP's talking about how he can't lose him. He can't Like see him dead because he was so close to that, and so really because he doesn't look it. Yeah, that's true. But I do think that I don't know. That was a good moment. Good moment. Shout out to FP, who's like the best character. And also like I like that FP has come so far. Like, as a character, where in season one he was willing to push Juggy away, and mm-hmm. here he's saying, Juggy, you and me go together. Yeah. Like, we come as a unit now. So, everybody, they're in like Andrew's construction, and there are so many people in there who have Andrew's for mayor's shirts, and that's just really nice. And so, Sierra's in there because she's the only lawyer, and they're asking her about stuff. And she's saying what he should do is get the Southsider vote because they hardly ever vote because they don't think that anybody cares about their opinions/ they like feel like marginalized. They're like, who cares? You know, these de- decisions won't affect me or whatever. Hi, welcome to the problem with the uh, modern day Democratic Party. Yeah. Fix your crap. So he they're like, if you can get the Southsiders to vote, and I mean, for you specifically, yeah. then like you should be good to go. Except that like didn't uh, like most of the Southside's gone now. Yeah, Archie's like, oh, I heard there aren't any Southsiders. Yeah, they're like, they've been driven out, but okay, work. Yeah. And then the sheriff calls. And so he comes in and he's like, it has been my personal mission to figure out what happened here. And it's like, good, that's your job. It's my personal mission to make sure that nobody else works on this case so that they can't tell that it was me. Yeah. And he's like, due to an anonymous tip. Ooh. A.K.A., me just picking a person. Yeah. We killed a man and it's definitely him because he can't tell he you can't otherwise. can say otherwise, so... And we found guns that matched and a hood, even though they were all my belongings, but we stashed them there. And also, and didn't he also say like 10 minutes before that everyone during the riot was wearing hoods? Uh-huh. Just pick one. Yeah, apparently. And the man's name was Gerald Petit. But he went by Tallboy. Tall boy. Can't say I'm, like, overly sad on account of towel Boy was kind of garbagey. You just call him Tallboy. Towel Towelboy. I mean... But again, like, they pin it on a serpent. Exactly. And honestly, Tallboy, like, I don't know. I feel like Tallboy probably didn't do anything. Tallboy didn't... I don't think he did either. And it's kind of, like, sad. Like, you know, if... if you do something bad and you betray your family and you, you know, maybe he's trying to, to get better and be, you know, cause he feels bad and then someone comes looking for him and just kills him for no reason. Yep. Then like, what the heck? And also the fact that they call him tall boy because he's tall and is, you know what this is? Small fry. Oh, rip small fry. They called him Small Fry because he's not small, and his name was Petite, so they They decided to call him Tall Boy because he was tall. He was. Aw. And it's kind of, like, nostalgic, you know, because Tall Boy was, like, the first one. He was, like, season finale. OG serpent. Season finale of season one, he was like, hi, Jughead, I'm here to bring you into the serpents. Like, Jughead, like, Tall Boy was the one who was, like, you know, bringing him in. Where did all those other serpents go? I don't know. It feels like the serpents are all teenagers now, and I'm like, what? The serpents, like, a group of adults? Yeah. Where did all the serpents go? Even name, before this episode. Name any adult serpent you can think of. FP. Hogeye, Alice. Uh, Tall Boy was. Penny was. That's it? That's it? That's all I got. Yep. Cool. Okay. So then Polly is back and she has her uh, babies. Uh, Why is she back for, I mean, is this supposed to make up for like literally every time they were like, we are a family and then just. You know, I actually get wrecked, Polly. <laughs> yeah, I actually am glad that Polly's back in that the show remembered that Polly exists. Yeah, but I'm not glad that Polly's back because. Again, this is taking more time from stuff that we actually... Well, no, because narratively, you do need Polly's reaction to her dad being a murderer, except that she kind of just, like, let let it go. It's weird. It's just, like, even though she's, like, in this weird cult that's, like, all about forgiveness and garbage... You think you'd have some kind of reaction. Reaction to be, like, I was raised by a murderer. Yeah! My grandpa was a murderer. My grandma was down with it. Like you know, you know, your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. And I was raised by a murderer and like my significant other was murdered by his father mm-hmm. and we were cousins. What happened, Polly? I feel like Polly's like shoving all the trauma down. Yeah. So she's like, maybe you should visit him and, you know, get do some forgiveness because on the farm, it's all about that or whatever. And Alice is like, you know what? Maybe she's right. And you're like, what? what the- she's like, uh, about you know about visiting him not about forgiveness I mean, yeah. we're not gonna do that garbage um but then maybe we can get some answers and Betty's like okay well have a good time bye like not me I feel super robbed that we didn't get to see Alice have her her moment they literally said at the end I oh I'm so proud of you for going to visit him And I was like, why didn't you show that? That's way more interesting than half the thing that happened in this episode. So Veronica's like out of the shower or whatever. And Hermione comes in and is just like, you know what, you're right. Which is the exact same Hermione we've been getting this like whole second half of season. Even though like last episode was supposed to be her turning point, but I guess it isn't. And she's like, you know what, you're right. It could have been your dad. And let me hear, let me help you here. Because- she knows all of the other crap that Hiram's pulled. And no one, like, looks at Hermione and is like, you're in an abusive relationship. Yeah, like help no, yourself. No one says to Hermione, you're in an unhealthy marriage. Uh-huh. And when they do, slash Veronica... Hermione, like, gets weird, like, short-term memory loss and forgets? Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, you know what? He wants more than the prison. He actually wants this thing called the White Worms, but you're going to need your money for that. And so Veronica's like, okay, well, thanks for your freaking help, Mom. And so she goes to Hack and Sierra, who does everything this episode. Episode um, MVP, Sierra. Oh, true? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so she's like, yeah, you you know, you put my million dollars in a trust or whatever, but I'm here to spill all your secrets unless you give it back to me, which is... Just like Betty with the sisters. Yeah. Where, like, she's like, I will let all the murder go if you give me money. Yeah. And Which, I'm like, what? People died, Barbara. <sighs> You're garbage. <laughs> everyone is garbage, and everyone needs, like, I just don't also how does a teenager buy a bar exactly how is any of that legal she's like I she's like I got it by completely legal means and I'm like you sure didn't yeah <laughs> you sure didn't she's like yeah I want to start a casino I can't even go into and here's my bar that I can't even go into although all these teens are allowed in it so maybe it's an all-ages bar a 16 year old cannot own a bar or obtain a liquor license yeah so cool like My problem is it's just like, (sighs) Frick. Betty was like, listen, I'm not going to tell everybody about the things that they definitely should know and would definitely make other people's lives better and not torturous. Mm -hmm. But I won't tell them if you do what I want. And Veronica's like, Hey, so I should tell people about this because you know, it would make people's lives better and less torturous, but I'm not going to, unless you, like if you give me what I want. And it's like, okay, you you would call the manipulative Queens, except that, a lot of really bad things have happened yeah. and no one seems to care. Yeah. Yeah. And so Archie's like, "Dude, it was Tallboy." And Arch and Jughead's like, "Man, frick Tallboy." And Archie's like, "Do you actually think it is?" And Jughead says, "Well, he, you know, he's done it before. He's worked for Hiram before, so like that explains why he died in the in gunfire." And I'm like, "What? What does that explain?" Is I'm that so how is that how they murdered him? I don't understand. Yeah, that's how they murdered him. In a gunfire, I guess? Yeah, a firefight is what they said. So that's what I assumed that means, right? Just stupid. Yeah, okay. Anyway. So he's like, well, there we go. Hiram's going to get away with it. (sighs) Cheryl's in her like red riding hood outfit and it's heckin' dope. She's like literally putting things in a a wicker basket. And Penelope comes over and is pissed about how like, what? You think Nana Rose is going to be a better parent than me? It's like yeah, because she won't tell you what to do. Literally, yes. You're yeah. the worst possible parent ever, except for Hal, who murdered people. Yeah, literally, mm-hmm. Hal is a better parent than you, and he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go and take some snacks to Tony and the Serpents. Machete, chérie. Ma chérie. and Penelope's like, no, don't do that tonight. And I'm like, mm. she literally just said that she was, like, gonna go see them. And now you're giving her, like, important information that you don't think she's gonna go tell them. And Hiram's gonna be pissed off at you. Pothole. Anyway. <laughs> I like that you said pothole instead plot hole of Because this way. whole episode is one giant pothole. <laughs> so Archie and Jughead are sitting eating blen- b- banana splits. Cool. Cool. Um, And my next note is Exposition. Because literally, this is—I think this is the conversation I was talking about, where Jughead's like, "I can't believe that this is happening," and Archie's like, "Yeah, I can't believe this is happening—that we literally already know all mm-hmm. of it." And then Cheryl shows up and she's like, "Hey, um, so something's happening. I didn't call you, even though that would have been faster and better, but um, What's let's go. Telephone? Yeah, <laughs> never heard of it. Let's go." And so Jughead shows up at the worm and he's like, listen, guys, we don't have much time. So I'm going to monologue. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Hey, everyone, I know that we need to be packing right now, but what if we all just stood around and listened to me say nothing? (laughs) And once again, the scene is like 30 seconds long. It's so small, even though it's like, seems like he's been talking forever. And he's like, pack light and we're all going to go to the north side. So let's go. And then, so then we hear like this opera music. And for some reason they're all in a pack, even though it's like, probably would be safer if they split up. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say so. But you know, I love It's not like there's like police out looking for them. I really love these shots with Sweet Pea and Archie in them, which I kind of talked about when we saw it in the trailer last episode. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the juxtaposition between them, the two of them. Oh, because like, mm-hmm. they're so like aesthetically different and like personally, e- even personality wise are so different. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I love one of them. And I hate one of them. And it's not who you'd expect it to be. <laughs> Yeah, if, you, if I would have talked to myself like two years ago and been like, they're making a Archie TV show, I would have been like, oh my god, I'm so excited. I'd be like, here are two characters from the show. This one is Archie. And I'd be like, oh my god, I love Archie. Yeah. Archie's I'm like, hello, how do you not love Archie? And this one's a gang member. I'd be like, oh, I don't well, I don't like gangs. That's scary. And I'd be like, you're wrong. <laughs> you, you have different opinions in the future. Yeah. And also lower your expectations. I'm so sorry, but Archie sucks. He's the worst. He's the human embodiment of the worst. Yeah. Um. Then they see the police and they run. Did you like this, like, kind of opera? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was it was a nice, pretty sequence. You know, it was just like out of the ordinary, off the template that they've been doing. So cool. Okay. I can. I can. I can dig it. So they're all at Fred's house, and Vegas is there. So it's nice to see him. The dog is alive. Make sure he's doing okay, and as i was doing my notes he said two two dots and a dash so go, go ahead Brittany. so like i'm actually like she's doing notes and i'm like vaguely falling asleep like watching this and i see robin go you and i'm like what and i open my eyes and she has morse code pulled up on the tv like browsing through to see what two dots and a dash means and i just look at her and go two eggs and a piece of bacon and she's like Oh, and then went to be quiet. <laughs> oh my, I don't know. You know you know how you're supposed to know? Because you look at the plate and you're like, yeah, that's two dots and then a single dash. Yeah, I wasn't really looking at the plate. Yeah, and then it was like two dots, two something on a raft. And you yeah. were like, what's the raft? And I'm like, bread. You can see because they're on bread. <laughs> womp, womp. By far your most yeah. fantastic moment of stupidity. Uh, so Fred worked at Pops for a summer. Which is nice. Actually, you know what? I feel like everyone did. Let me go back. Let me go back to that for a second. I'm just really pleased that I was with you when I was doing my notes, so Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to come on the podcast and say, "So I did the math on two dots and a dash, and it turns out it's a U in Morse code." And you'd be like, "You're stupid on the air." (laughs) Damn. So so I'm pretty pleased with not having, not being that. Kind of wish I'd slept through it then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah kind of disappointed in this moment so fp is also there and jughead's being like we ain't going to toledo and he's like oh unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> you stole my joke <laughs> and he's like oh yeah we can't go and fp goes maybe so maybe so <laughs> he's literally guy. Like, no. i sure am And, you know, FP's saying, hey, Fred, like, goodbye to your heckin' north side vote, huh? And Fred's like, I don't care because I just want to help people. I just want to be a good person. Riverdale doesn't deserve Fred. It's true. Yeah. And then Jughead says thank you to Archie because he's being a good friend and they really, you know, he was really there for him. And I'm like... When? Wow. With, like, letting them go to his house. So, like, the one thing they did as friends the whole season? But this is, like, the most friendly Jughead and Archie have been all season. Maybe all series? Yeah. This is like the Jughead and Archie that I wanted. Remember when they were supposed to be absolute best friends who did like everything together? Yeah. And they barely talked to each other? hmm. Remember when Jughead was supposed to be Ace? I do remember that. Mm. I don't think the show did. No. No. And that's the thing is that in season one, they were like, yeah, it's not really happening. And Cole was saying, like, oh, maybe in season two. Like, I hope so. No. No. It, it was just 22, got worse. 22 episodes long and they didn't bring it up. Yeah. So, like. <sighs> When are they starting writing season three? Because I have a suggestion. Probably soon, but I'm guessing they won't break Bughead up. Yeah. I'm not asking for them to break up Bughead. I'm just asking for them to talk about it. Yeah. You're literally (sighs) asking for the bare minimum. It would literally take like two minutes of airtime. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You won't get it though. To just like bring me so much joy. I know. It takes nothing. (laughs) But knowing this show, they just screwed up. He's a straight white male at this point. He's supposed to be a queer guy. Yeah. He's not. He's not dumb. So he's like, oh, how many of these jackets can we borrow? Because I have a dumb protest plan. Okay, well, do they have just a supply sitting around somewhere? Like, where are they getting all these jackets from? Yeah, if there aren't any heckin' serpents around. (laughs) Maybe they all left their jackets behind when they left. Yeah. (laughs) They're just going into these burnt trailers and they're like, ah, here's Jacob's. (laughs) Here's Jacob's jacket. Perfect. Take that. And here's Annie's. Perf. It's a little scorched, but it'll work. Yeah. So they're at school and we have these all of these Archie and Ethel posters, which I guess is supposed to be like, oh, by the way, Archie's running, although we didn't see Archie's decision making process at all. What and platform did Archie run on? No idea. Oh, he's what? like, hi, I'm not Ethel. <laughs> and I'm like, well, at this point, I kind of wish you were. Yeah. <laughs> but also he's like, hi, I don't send threatening letters to people. I threaten them in person with knives. Yeah, I do. I do that in person, like a grown up. <laughs> so Weatherby's coming out of his office, and he's like, "Fax this to the superintendent." And I'm like, "Wait, wait! I want to know what you're faxing." Um, wait, wait! It's 2018. Scan it like an yeah. adult. <laughs> and so everyone comes out, and they're all wearing serpent jackets to support them. And great moment. Great, great moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite moments of the episode for sure. And he's saying, "Listen, if you like keep doing this, you're going to be expelled." And Archie's just like, expel me, yo. I'm a straight white male. You can't- I'm going to keep bringing this up. I'm a straight white male. Do your worst. Archie using his privilege for good. Yeah. Did not expect that. Did not expect that. This is the Archie that I was looking for. Yep. When the show first started. Yep. This is the Archie I asked for. Yep. Not in the rest of the episode, but in this moment. Yeah, in this moment, he was like, crap. Maybe the serpents aren't the enemy, even though I've been ignoring that all season yeah. in favor of doing other stuff. And so he's saying like, Weatherby... You're not the type to discriminate against people. And I'm like, do you know him? Maybe he is. Why I, do you think you guys are best he, friends? He allowed everyone to raid and get rid of all of their students. Yeah. And he allowed... he Weatherby allowed a lot of really stupid crap to happen in that school. Yeah. Up to and including an exclusionary dress code yep. for the serpents that then disappeared. I That's so know. true. Yeah. So um he's like archie's like expel me and he's like oh no i will not do it and so everyone's like yay cool all right cool yay just expel archie just do it and tony's like hey you look great in that and she she, cheryl's like i know i always do maybe we should make it official and i'm like maybe maybe you should maybe so maybe so but bring (laughs) on (laughs) it veronica brings jughead in to talk to him which i'm like wow for the first time ever can, these two don't interact unless Jughead is, like, randomly interrogating Veronica about her dad. Yeah. Which, Everyone's obsessed with Hiram. Like, oh, my God. Just, like, tell him you have a crush on him. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, my dad, wa- like, wants to buy the worm. But I was thinking that, like, I would do it instead to, like, you know, get back at him. Yeah. And he's like, well, Hiram sucks because he fired my dad for, like, no reason. And it's, like, as if we have so much funds. Like, my dad can't afford Like, we can't afford to not like have my dad not have a job right now and it's really not chill and so i guess i'll never eat at pops anymore which is so heartbreaking especially when you know jughead. that's jughead that's jughead's whole thing yeah like that's where he, well in the comics that's yeah. where he always is mm-hmm. so hearing jughead say i guess i'll never eat at pops again is heartbreaking and that's the thing for veronica not seeing people displaced from their homes or yeah. beaten or murdered she's like jughead this character that I barely talk to and who doesn't even count me as a friend cannot eat his burgers anymore. <laughs> now I will do now something. Now I'm upset. So she's like, "Oh, maybe I'll get pops instead." So okay, cool. So Hiram goes to the worm and he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for Hogeye. Where is that?" And I'm like, "Hiram, okay, like Hiram knows Hogeye's name though. Why? Really? I mean, like, okay, sure." So then Veronica's there. And she's saying that she just bought it from Mr. Hoggins. Mr. Hoggins. I love... Get it? Hog-eye. Yeah. Hog-in. Hog-eye. I love that we are now finding out that, like, a lot of the nicknames are, like, because, like, it's relevant to their <laughs> yeah. actual names. Yeah. So, like, that's why I had this theory that Sweet Pea's real name starts with, a like, a, a P. And so his name, rather than being Sweet Pea, like, the flower or the food, mm-hmm. is, like, P, the initial yeah and then it like morphed into sweet pea yeah yeah and he was just like, like pierced a pierce or something because he was a sweet guy yeah and so they just call him sweet pea yeah and because his face looks like a cherub oh yeah yeah jughead not sure where that came from his head looks like a jug <laughs> so she's like listen dad like i'm prepared to trade this place for pops because pops is like our place like that's our house our home so it, you know get the heck out of here and so he's like fine like that's fine but you you know no more anything from me and you're out of our business and that's it and she's like okay well I hate you (laughs) so and also I now have a million dollars and can buy a business and live off the income from that but okay work yeah sure but like my whole question is like didn't the serpents kind of still want the white worm Yeah. yeah she sold their home yeah And the one place where they could have lived Mm -hmm. for Pops? Well, like, does she expect this, like, secret speakeasy to now be their white worm? Like, does she want them all to go live down there? Like, that's the one chill for Pop? I don't know. She's like, hey, Pop, I just bought your establishment. Also, It's a gang bar now. Yeah, (laughs) it's a gang bar now. Frick. So now we have this scene with Betty and Jughead and the babies just holding some babies. And she's like, do you think families are evil? Like, do you think that this baby will become evil and so will I and he's like no but this is a thing when I was doing my notes that I realized that literally Dagwood's and <laughs> Juniper's grandfathers were Hal and Clifford who were literally both murderers yeah I mean I think it's less of, like darkness runs in the family and the fact that their mother is Polly that is gonna screw those uh, up. <laughs> yeah that they're at this weird cult farm yeah Um, and so she's like, I don't know, like, what if it's my destiny, my, like, fate to be a murderer? And he's like, you're a good person. Like, I've brought this up before. The people who have been doing these murders, the reason why they're doing it is because, like, it really seems like they've been brought up to think that that's, like, an okay thing to do for, like, certain reasons, but Betty knows that those things are bad. Betty had Alice as a mom. Yeah, She's going to be fine. Betty, you're just weirdly into some BDSM stuff that doesn't make you a murderer. Exactly. And so he's like, listen, everybody has a darkness, which is true, but we don't call it that. (laughs) (sighs) Why can't they just say, you know what, all of us have intrusive uh, thoughts and all of us have a little bit of, you know, a hard time with mental health, especially these days. Let's talk about it in an open, constructive way. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. This is Riverdale, <laughs> and then they won't. Then they just touch each other's face again, and I'm like, "Stop touching people's faces! Face touching's cute. I don't think so. Cabbie do it all the time, and it's really sweet. Well, no one asked you, did they? I don't like it. What if FP and Alice do it though? You'd I, so you'd suddenly like it. No, I wouldn't. I would be like, "Please, can you touch their arm or something? their the face is intimate. You get to cradle like like the shape of their your face in their hand." I would not... Like, if somebody touched my face like that, I'd be like, get that away from me. Yeah, but maybe it's just, like, you, you're not into, like, the intimacy of it. I guess, but also just, like, the germs on your hands don't need to go on my face. Like, I've had enough skin problems this one year that, like, the fact... Like, thinking about somebody else, like, touching my face... Even... I don't even try not to touch my face anymore. It's just gross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was a good talk. So, everyone's voting in the gym of Riverdale High because... Okay, I don't know about you, but when... There's a an election in my city, and, like, my city's bigger than Riverdale, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be. But, you know, you have a voting station, like, all over the city. There are voting stations everywhere. My voting station was in a school gym. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had, well, you know, I've voted in a hotel lobby. I've voted in a church. I've voted in a... Why are you voting in all these random locations? I voted in a, um, at the museum. And I voted what? at... The hockey rink. Why do they keep moving your zone? Well, two of them were because like that's where my zone is. And wait, it's one designated area. One of them, one of them was one of them was me voting where my zone was, and the other two times was me voting ahead of time. Oh, okay, that makes before more sense. Vo- the voting day. So okay. each year that 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 place changed, and the other time was because actually I didn't vote there. One of my friends did. Dan, you're I, a went good went citizen. Oh yeah, I always vote when I can because I know what it means. Yeah. Anyway, the fact that like there's only one voting station, I guess. Well, there's only one voting station for the mayoral race and also the student election, yeah, apparently. There's no <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's dumb. That's um, a great summation of the whole episode. Yeah. Anyway, that's dumb. Fred and Hermione have a moment. Okay. Remember when they used to bone? Yeah. Archie's talking about how he's worried about Fred and Jughead's like, Betty's at home, but she supports you. And I'm like, okay. So we're- Betty didn't vote? weird subject change just so you can talk about Betty, but all right. Um, (laughs) Me, whenever I want to talk about Abby Griffin. (laughs) Hey, this has nothing to do with Abby Griffin, but let's talk about Abby Griffin. See how I just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Betty goes to see Hal. And for some reason, Hal is now one of the hot dads. Yeah. Hal had a makeover in between episodes. What's up with that? Hmm. Like even Machen was like, what happened here? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Machen? I would like to know that too. And he's saying that he knew that she would come and that she understands him. And she's like, um, no, I'm not like you at all. And he's like, okay, well, why are you here? And she's like, I'm trying to say goodbye because it's over and there's going to be no more. And, you know, you don't have any power anymore. And then Hal's really pissed off and is talking about how she'll be back. And he'll always be with her even if they fry him in the electric chair. Okay, first of all, do we even do that as a society anymore? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. And second of all, the only time that this technique worked was for Hannibal Lecter. Uh mm-hmm. you're not Hannibal Lecter. You were what? not even- ma- Yeah, he wasn't even man enough to eat people after he killed them. What a <laughs> loser. <laughs> anyway. So, Archie wins the school presidency. Who cares? Okay. Wow, what a surprise that Ethel didn't win. Wow. She wasn't even in the episode, but wow. Yeah. And then we also learned that all the serpents will say stay, so like, cool. All right. How are they going to stay, though? At the school. Oh, I thought you meant like stay in the town. I was like, where? All the serpents will stay at the school. What, all three of them? Yeah, right? Yeah. Now they're all, like, camping and hanging out. Fangs is there, finally. Fangs is okay! Which is great. I love him. I know you do. <laughs> what did I say when What did I say when? Uh, when we were watching that scene? Oh, because um, it was, like, a pan... No, not during that scene. It was during the rain scene when they were giving Cheryl her jacket. This is that scene. Oh, I thought we were not quite at that point yet. Yeah, but this is, is all one scene. You were like, um, those are the two, like, hot dudes right there. Not the Joneses, but Sweet Pea and Fangs. You want a whole show of just them? I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. The spin-off should be Sweet P and Fangs and their sweet ass adventures. I mean, FP and, J- and Jughead are also hot dudes, but like, I don't, you know, Sweet Fang? Yeah, I like it. Yes, a thing. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I'm always here for FP, but you know. So then, FP's saying like, oh, isn't it fitting that we are here to have a serpent meeting with the 20 serpents that are here because this was the place where the first serpent meeting was, and FP's talking about how he's how he's stepping down and retiring. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, yeah, okay, so bye. Anyway, Jughead is going to be your new king. Am I the only one who, okay, first of all, thought that Alice should be in the scene? Yeah. Second of all, Jughead is a 16-year-old boy who has been in the serpent. Like, he's literally like, Jughead has never let us down. Jughead was willing to die for us. And it's like, okay, but like, Is not in the oath, like, I I, I assume Sweepy would be willing to die for them. Fangs almost died for him. They all went to war. And they've literally all been in the serpents longer than Jughead. Why does Jughead have this privilege? Because he's the king's son and he's a white man. Yeah. It's just like- I don't know why you would leave your gang to a 16-year-old kid. Like, there's so much unexplored potential here where, like, F.P. is the serpent king and, like, Alice gets folded back into the serpents and she would be the serpent queen. And, like, I know this is fan fiction in my head, but (laughs) I just think that the writer should have taken advantage of that instead of giving it to this dumb kid. Yeah. Like, I love Juggy, but he can't lead a gang. Especially because of the, the, like, gross scene between Betty and Jughead after, in a bit. Mm. Cheryl gets a serpent jacket and it's red. Yeah! This, this is the best moment of the episode. Yeah, this is the only good moment of the episode, and it's the best one. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, like, literally, Tony went, and she was like, "I want Cheryl to be a serpent, but we need to get her something that is her aesthetic mm-hmm. because Cheryl no- or Tony is her girlfriend like really well." Yeah, and FP was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, supportive dad, FP. I, <laughs> I remember we were watching it live. I was like, "Why is this in slow motion?" And I was like, "For the gays, you idiot!" <laughs> and while we were re-watching, I thought it was funny that like. That was such a huge moment in the trailer. And we were all like, ooh, will Jughead live? And then it ended up being literally Jughead who was putting it on her. And he's, like, in the corner of the frame the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) But when we we went back and checked the trailer, and they had cut that out. So, like, it still makes sense. Betty is talking about how she went to see her dad and that it was really hard, but she's willing to go back to school now. So, cool. Okay. All right. They get a phone call at the Andrews residence, and everybody is there. There are so many people there who love him and support him, and it turns out that Fred lost. Riga Morris. Rega Morris. Riga Morris. In the immortal words of Elizabeth Alyssa Edwards. Rega Morris. There's no way Hermione actually won that election. So I think it's ridiculous that, like, as soon as he, like, puts down the phone and tells everybody, she knocks. Like, I feel like she was just, like, she got the call first, mm-hmm. and then she, like, went over and, like, waited outside the door for to hear a phone ring to hear the phone ring and then like waited a couple minutes and then knocked because there's no freaking way it's a coincidence that she like knocks like what if what if they like waited a bit before calling Fred so like she shows up and he's like oh hey and she's like I just wanted to say that you ran a great campaign and he's like Fred's like what are you talking about thanks who won (laughs) okay but like literally like I don't know what year they live in but where are the local news anchors that are covering like live coverage of like election results from polling stations yeah like, there, there was nothing. No. I wanted that. I think it's ridiculous that, like, they're like, oh, was it close? Yes, two, less than 200. So, yeah, good job. But, like, why did Hermione get a call that said, oh, by the way, this is how many votes there were. It was less than 200. Whereas Fred's was just like, you lost, bro. It's almost like Hermione rigged it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Then Archie goes and threatens Hiram with a knife. And, okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah, sounds like him. Why don't you just go to, like, actual FBI agents and say, hey, this guy's committing a bunch of, like, yeah. illegal things. That would be some and revenge. And crimes and junk and stuff. There is one moment that I really did like in this scene, though. Mm-hmm. And that's when Archie does the power move of being like, yeah, I came in through the servants' quarters that Veronica keeps unlocked for me. Mm-hmm. That was a power move. That was a power move. Although. Followed by idiocy. Here's, okay. Actually, let's unpack that. Yeah, Robin, explain to me how locks work. Okay, wait, no, no, I have something before that, though. all right. Okay. So Veronica leaves the servant's quarters door unlocked Mm -hmm. so that Archie can get in, Mm -hmm. but nobody else is home, so it's interesting to me that Veronica literally leaves her house unlocked while no one's home, just for somebody to come in and steal all their china. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Anyway, they didn't think about that, but- Why didn't they just have her give him a key? Yeah. And then and then Hiram's next words would make sense because he says, oh, I better get those locks changed. But Archie didn't say, Veronica gave me a key. He said, she leaves the door unlocked. And Veronica, even if the locks were changed, could still walk downstairs and unlock the door from the inside. Yeah, like, alas, Hiram. Your daughter knows how to turn a bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Your evil plan has been thwarted again. No. And so Archie's like, you've been manipulating me all season. And I'm like, girl, we know. Yeah. Maybe you should have clued into that when he was trying to pit you against your dad, but whatever. It's like, oh, you hired tall boy. And I'm like, okay, so now we believe that it's So tall now boy? that it's tall boy. So now what? So like, the black hood was Hal, And then the fake black hood was tall boy, but maybe it was Minetta. How many fake black hoods were there? There was one. There was one fake black hood, I guess. Okay, whatever. Anyway, this was not... This wasn't done well. I don't understand. But if there was one fake, fake black hood, Hal was in the audience of the play, so how did he have time to kill Midge? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hal was literally in the audience of the play because he had just seen Alice. So it. So what? Hal sneaks off in the middle of the play and the people who are he's sitting beside don't be like, oh, well, Hal, Hal maybe... And then don't mention it later. Okay, whatever. So Archie's also saying that Andre killed Papa Boutine and the kid from Shadow Lake, whose name was like Cassidy or something. And yeah. of course, then Hiram's just like, "Oh, we can, uh, we can do some framing." But also, yes. he doesn't even have to do anything. He has to just be like, "Manetta, can you uh, arrest Archie for uh, something?" They could literally arrest Archie for anything, including the actual crime. I guess it was an actual accessory to murder, so that really was a crime yeah yeah cool um so he's like well you're really smart so I actually can't prove any of the stuff that I'm talking about but I'm gonna be watching you and I'm gonna wait and one day I'm gonna make my bones and I'm gonna stab this desk and that is mahogany (laughs) pass the marmalade (gasps) that is mahogany that poor the thing i felt the most sad for in that, oh, that entire scene was the desk It's <laughs> probably a really expensive desk yeah so veronica's at pops and she's saying that the basement was a secret speakeasy from before and so she decides to reopen it and i'm like okay why did it close yeah i'd like to know yeah. and she's like it'll be for everyone north side south side and maybe fp will be the manager guess that's fp's so i'm like if season? fp can stop drinking again like he's yeah, sad. yeah that's what you should do is make him the uh leader of a bar yeah right Cool. This is so. Hiram has his like little revenge party, and it uh, includes Penny, who is going to help with the drug stuff. I guess. Penelope, who wants a brothel, Claudius, who is going to supply the drugs, Malachi, who is going to help be the drug dealer, and Manetta, who is going to help the p- whole, you know, justice system be garbage. So everything's good. I hate this. Yeah. They look like DC villains. Yeah. Villain party. Yeah. 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 They're like, okay, well, where's your wife? And he's like, oh, she's busy being the mayor. And also she's like a good person kind of. So we don't really want her to be here. Um, I go bull. Yeah. No, no. I think that he's not including Hermione because he resents Hermione. Mm. Okay. Yep. And so he's like, yeah, we're going to have drugs in our prison. It's going to be dope. And he's like, wow, you did a garbagey job of killing Jughead. And she's like, well, he was dead when we left him. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. So Jughead like died and then came back to life. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, what about those meddling kids and their dog? <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. And he's like, well, whatever, because I, there's a plan in place to dissolve the glue that keeps them together. And I'm like, do you want to tell me that Archie Andrews is the glue that keeps them together? That's a no, friend. I hate this. Archie, Archie wasn't even in the group all season because he was too busy riding Hiram's ass. And you can take that any way you want it. <laughs> I cannot believe they think that Archie is the is the glue. If if they left Archie, Veronica would hang out with Betty. Jughead would hang out with Betty. It's Betty. Yeah, it's literally Betty. It's, literally Betty. it's yeah. not Archie at it's, all. It's it's Betty. It's literally Betty. So okay. So now we have another scene between Polly and Alice, and turns out Alice visited Hal, but we didn't freaking see it, which is garbage. And she's like, "There's a guy at the cult farm who helped me out and taught me how to forgive and everything, and maybe he can come talk to you." And Alice is like, "Okay," and I'm like, "This is terrible. A bad idea." I have a theory about that though. Oh, tell me, tell me. I think that the guy is actually she and FB's child. Oh, you think it's like secretly charles yeah. did they even tell polly that chick wasn't the one no they like, sure didn't and like, they also didn't tell her that she is a dead sibling but you know this is disappointing i feel like if i was the girl who played polly whose i think name is like something like tiara i don't know how to pronounce it uh Tierra Skovby or Skovby. yeah tiara right yeah i'd be disappointed i'd be like um you know it's really fun to act surprised yeah it's really fun. Yeah, to, they to do totally robbed her of like, like, oh my god, my mom slept with FP and she had a child with FP, and what is going on? Instead, Polly is one note this whole episode, and it's too bad. Oh yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, because Polly hardly gets to do anything, and she had some great stuff in season one. She did. Yeah. And then she just disappeared. Yeah. So now we have some weird bughead hotel sex that's happening. Ew! And Again, these are teenagers. And he's saying, oh, I'm the serpent king. You should be my serpent queen. And she's like, "He he he, are you asking me to join the serpents? And he's like, yep. And they are so happy. This is so cringy it's, and bad. It's so bad. And, okay, firstly, they're underage. Practice safe sex. Thanks so much. Mm. Second, you have to earn the title of Serpent King just because you're the head of the gang does not make you the Serpent King. That's still FP. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, the real Serpent King and Queen is FP and Alice. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming to my TED yeah. Talk. Yeah. So in our last um, scene here, there's they're at like this pep rally or whatever to inaugurate Archie into being the, the new president. No one cares this much about class president. We didn't even have that. Um, I did, but we had co-presidents because two people got lots of votes. So they gave it to both of them. It just, and they were friends. So it was fine. I knew both of them. I, it was good. Okay. But like, does anyone really care this much? No. Yeah, like pep rally? What the hell is a pep rally? Who was the old president? Yeah. Wh- I don't know. I have questions. Where is Dilton Doily? Where's Dilton? And so Josie goes up to sing the anthem because of course it will be Josie. And you know, this is nice because, like, they have this moment of happiness where, like, everything's kind of over and everything. Yeah. And then that's when Archie sees Hiram and he's like, oh, garbage. Oh, 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 there's a garbage man here. There's The garbage man is here. So something bad's about to happen. The police arrive and they arrest Archie for the uh, murder of Cassidy Bullock. I guess. So I guess Archie is the glue. Which... I guess. Okay. Close the book. Put it away. The season's over. That's the season. The season started out so strong. It did. And then they kept forgetting plot lines and then they dropped them and they picked them back up and then it was like oh we don't know how to juggle and yeah. then it just ended garbage <laughs> hey guys if you're looking for a show that doesn't do this check out lost <laughs> <laughs> big fan big fan so now it's time for a segment so my first segment is called a sexual jughead question mark question mark question mark and the answer is yes always yes i don't care The like if jughead keeps having sex with betty i still don't care Dude's ace. Good. Whatever. Good. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass in this episode? I guess Alice? Sierra? Sierra. Yeah. Sierra. Okay, cool. Yep. It's what she deserves. Yeah. Um, my next segment is called did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Who? What's a snake parents? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Remember last episode yeah. when Alice told Hal that she slept with FP and yeah. everyone forgot that? Yeah. And they forgot they had a child together? Mm-hmm. Cool. Me. <laughs> Meet. <laughs> so now it's time for our best line award. My best line award is going to go to Sweepy and Jughead for- He blames us for trashing the school during riot night. Well, to be fair, Sweet Pea, you did. You freaking did, you dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah. And mine goes to Alice for Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Because I love a dramatic woman. Yeah. I I love the drama. Uh-huh. Here's where we would watch our trailer, but um There is no trailer. That's it, fam. That's it. There's no trailer, but we'll be back in the fall. We'll be back for Sabrina. And for Riverdale and for Season Riverdale. 3. That's exciting. It sure something. I'm excited. Okay. I, mean, I, mean, I am excited. I want are, more Alice. Once there are some more trailers available, we'll also like do some stuff on, on that and... If at some point we also re-watch season two and we have some more thoughts, then then we'll do that. But if you guys have any suggestions, let us know what you'd like to see from us during the hiatus. Yeah. And sorry if we were salty. It was just like a bad episode. <laughs> like, I have no other excuse. But once again, bad. if you liked it, please let us know why. Yeah. Because we'd love to know. We love uh, hearing um, different perspectives. Yeah. And if you're going to be missing us during this hiatus, remember we do cover two other shows which are going to be uploaded during the hiatus. Yeah. So, um, what's one of our podcasts, Brittany? Um, there's a show that I enjoy called The 100. Uh-huh. Um, season 5 has been lit so far. Yeah. And we are covering it, and it is good. And if you're looking for something totally opposite of this... Yeah. Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> they share, like, murder teens in common. Yeah. And there's also good parents. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, go check our Season 5 podcast out. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and we also cover Lost, which... Uh, is a show that ended eight years ago, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, in my opinion, the best show of all time. And it is incredibly well written, has incredible, fantastic characters, and we are all done season one, and season two is going to be starting very, very soon. So today, today, in this moment, in this moment. is a really great time for you to start. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so like, if you're interested in Henry and Cusick, go check out our other two podcasts. Literally, Henry <laughs> Henry Ian Cusick is the common denominator between the two other podcasts. (sighs) I love it. Yes. And if you'd like to see more of the guy who played Papa Poutine. (laughs) Go watch Lost. Go watch Lost. (laughs) He was in it. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you'd like, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes. We have another one to read out for you today. It's from our lovely listener, Denise, who listens to... The 100 and the Rodeal yeah. podcasts, And she's wonderful. She wrote us a, well, let me see, one, two, three, six paragraph review. And it's and poetry. It's poetry. It's fantastic. It's my favorite thing anyone's ever done. We will um, tweet it out maybe. Yeah. Uh, pretty quick here. But we're I'm going to read two paragraphs for ya. Yeah. Right now. Just to inspire you to uh, write one for us as well. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. And also because we want to thank her because this is like the nicest thing anyone's ever done. Yeah. We, we like to read them because we want... You guys to know how much they mean to us. Yeah. Okay. So there have been two paragraphs already, but this is the middle of the of the review. Brittany and Robin are both funny, quick-witted, and honest. Brutally honest sometimes, but they do it in <laughs> this episode. <laughs> but they do it in such a way that makes you giggle, and their banter back and forth is like a highly tuned comedy team who have been together for years. <laughs> what I enjoy the most about Brittany and Robin is the level of excitement they convey in each podcast episode. They are true fans of the shows they cover, so much so that each podcast sounds as if they've stepped into a- the show as observers and are walking through the world of the episode, providing clever, thoughtful analysis of both the characters and the plot, as if it were all real and tangible. To me, that's the very definition of fandom. Oh, it's and there, so sweet. There are two more paragraphs after that, so like it truly means a lot to us that you guys feel that way, because I... <laughs> I also kind of see us like that. Like I feel like we um, we like crawl right inside. We insert ourselves yeah. into that graveyard and we say, "Archie, you look so stupid." <laughs> <laughs> we we yell at him across the field. You look dumb, and he's like, "Huh? Huh? Who Who's said that? that? Who said that? What? <laughs> Someone's <handsome. laughs> offensive." Yeah. So write us a review, and we'll read yours out, and it'll mean the world to us. Thank you. Denise's handle on Twitter is nbghost005 if you want to follow her. She is a sweet, caring person who is so good to us. Yeah, she's very nice. So I don't know why she is, but she is. You can follow basically all of our social media at The Fiction So that's Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. Yeah, we've been posting on our Instagram because we are together. So Yeah. And like we said before, our Patreon is patreon.com slash So if you like what we do here, please consider donating. We also accept one-time donations. So if you're interested in that, just let me know on Twitter. Yeah. And it'll be good. Thank you. We appreciate you so freaking much. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B R I T T A N I A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E Jeffrey, that's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y, pretty much everywhere. See you next season! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll have some thoughts on season two and we'll come back and maybe we'll see you to do Sabrina. Uh, we don't know what's next. Oh, hell yeah to Sabrina. Yeah. She, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch raised me. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is gay culture, even though no one's gay in show. I'm glad show. that you're gonna know stuff about her because I didn't i was too young to watch oh my show. god salem is my king hilda and zelda like i love them so much sabrina's game which was like my life i wanted to be her so bad well if you, do you which uh which aunt was played by the by Kate mom from lost please i think that's hilda okay well if you like aunt hilda on uh Sabrina, <laughs> check out a show called lost because she was on that <gasps> uh. That tied in nicely. You know what I should have done when when Veronica was like, my favorite boxer is Michelle Rodriguez. If you like Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez. (laughs) check out a show called Lost, because she was on that. (sighs) Okay, love you, you bye. 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 Oh, that was really annoying (laughs) of us. See you next season or whatever. See you real soon. That's what it says on the exit to Disneyland. That's all, folks.